Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's quick and dirty tips for taking charge of your health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. Many of you may be aware that I have a rambunctious five-year-old twins who keep me on my toes. I had an interesting experience at their preschool last week that really struck a chord with me. And sometimes the topics that I cover in these moments tend to become my most popular. See also my prior podcast on why is my doctor always late? So I knew that it must strike a chord with you as well. Before I go on with my story, I must also admit that I absolutely love my girls' preschool. The teachers are the most loving and nurturing that I've seen, providing unparalleled care. So my experience here is not unique to one preschool, but that it's actually quite prevalent across all preschools and daycares everywhere. It's an American cultural reflection that must be addressed. So what could be so controversial to have fired me up? Well, that dreaded, most feared, shriek-producing disease called pink eye. Yep, those of you with kids know what I'm talking about. For some reason, this condition sends shivers up and down the spines of all preschool facilitators akin to the thought of measles or the plague. Yet, it shouldn't be. Not even close. This is one of those medical myths that have taken on a mind of its own. So let's dispel them today. But before I go on, just a short word from our sponsor that truly makes this podcast possible. Did you know that you can buy sports equipment on Amazon? Summer is fast approaching, and I purchased my five-year-old twin girls' summer items here, including new gymnastic leotards, swimsuits, and even swimming goggles. Honestly, as a busy working parent, it is now rare that I have to step into an actual store when I can find it online. With Amazon, it's also fast and convenient, and if you just start from the banner on the quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon, you can help support our network. Just go to quickanddirtytips.com slash Amazon and look for the banner. So one of my girls had been stricken with a bout of pink eye for about seven days. And despite understanding the benign nature of it, I still kept her away from school during this time in order to save the unnecessary parental slash teacher fears and raised eyebrows. Her pink eye was nearly resolved when she returned to school on this particular day, albeit still visible. But I knew. When I came to pick up my girls at the end of the school day, however, I was greeted with the third degree. How can I send my kid to school with such a contagious disease? Well, unfortunately, I was accosted in the open where another parent was in earshot. I could have said that she has allergies or that she ran a lap in the pool before school, but I am a physician and an educator. It's pink eye, yep, but it's unlikely to be contagious now. I pleaded for my case, akin to a trial for murder. The nearby parent, whom I did not know, innocently asks, well, why don't you get antibiotic drops from your doctor? Then they can come back to school the next day. My anti-antibiotic views took a strong hold of me as I did all that I could to keep my mouth shut. Pink eyes viral, I simply responded. The look that I received in return clearly shouted, so what? Well, antibiotics won't do a thing for viruses, I went on, as I was still met with two confused sets of eyes glaring back at me. I think it was the first time that either one of them had heard this. How can that be? That quack of a doctor, they must be thinking, as they watched me walk away. 
At this point, I had realized that I was fighting a non-winning battle that is more powerful than I can take on then and there, the power of medical myth. Taking care of kids in my office, I'm quite aware of the general public's lack of awareness on this topic. I'm often met with great surprise and a minimum 20 minutes of a detailed explanation to win my case every time I send my pediatric patients home without any prescriptions to treat this illness. But I still found myself walking away from the school with my kids in tow and a horrible gut feeling, as if I knowingly spread the plague or something. I must be a horrible parent. Why in the world did I feel so guilty? I know better. The truth is, I knew my child was unlikely to be contagious. And I know some of you may actually gasp at this. But even if she was contagious, so what? It's just pink eye. Yes, please, everyone, repeat after me. It's just pink eye. But it's not their fault. It's ours. It's the medical community's responsibility to educate. Why aren't we finally setting the record straight on these viral illnesses? One of my personal pet peeves as a physician is seeing antibiotics prescribed for viruses, whether it's drops for pink eye or a Z-pack for a cold. And I've delved deeper into the reasons why in a prior episode, but patients and schools expect it and they ask for it. I must be a horrible doctor when I don't go along with the norm, right? Let's also consider the consequences of this. Do we really need more unnecessary missed school days and work days for benign and self-resolving illnesses like this? Kids this age group must and will get sick and frequently. This is how they build their immune system. It's a rite of passage. And do we really need to expend healthcare dollars and unnecessary time at the doctor's office in order to simply obtain a note to return to school? Well, Dr. Claire McCarthy, a pediatrician who blogs on the Huffington Post, has shared the same sentiments. So what is pink eye anyways? Conjunctivitis is the medical term that describes the tiny blood vessels and the white part of the eye that become more pronounced and visible and render the eyes pink, or red, actually. Allergies, chemical exposure, think chlorine in pools. And very rarely bacteria can cause conjunctivitis. But the contagious pink eye that we are all familiar with that is rampant amongst kids is actually viral and by far the most common cause of pink eye. So we refer to this as viral conjunctivitis. So why does pink eye create such havoc? Well, the visible color change is perhaps part of the reason for the hoopla, meaning that there's tangible evidence of an illness, whereas other cold and flu viruses create non-visible symptoms, such as stuffy nose, sore throat, cough, etc. The other possible reason for the craze is the fact that it's contagious. But yawning is also contagious, and does that mean that everything contagious is serious or harmful? Pink eye will not kill you, unlike the flu virus. But that's another topic in and of itself that I've covered in the past. Pink eye also doesn't cause eye pain or vision loss. Two red flags of the more serious eye illnesses. Most people feel just fine and they can go about their daily activities without any issues. The most annoying potential symptom is awakening with goopy eyes, sometimes to the point of having to pry the eye open. But a quick face and eye wash with plain water takes care of the problem. 
The other potential annoyance is that depending on the type of virus causing it, it can sometimes cause other viral symptoms such as a cough, runny or stuffy nose, etc., which are all self-resolving and benign, just like the pink eyes. To put it into perspective, an order of seriousness of common preschool viruses, from the most serious to the least, it goes like this. Influenza, which is the flu. Then gastroenteritis, which is the stomach virus. Then the common cold and then pink eye. Physicians are all aware that prescribing antibiotic drops is really to appease the parents or the school that incorrectly requires it before kids return to school. And it's a horrible practice habit and culture that really needs to change. It's much easier to prescribe it than to have to explain all of what I'm explaining here in this article in a 15-minute visit. But we really must. We don't need to throw antibiotics at every little thing. Pink eye is a virus, not a bacteria, and antibiotics only fight bacteria, not viruses. It's also time that preschools and daycare facilities stop the requirement of antibiotic drops prior to the return to school. I'll tell you this, it will not diminish the contagiousness in the least. Many viruses are passed off to others one to two days before the onset of symptoms. That means before the patient even appears sick. My advice to a parent with a child who has pink eye is to tell them to send the kid to school as long as the kid feels well, most especially when it's at the end stages of the illness. Shocking, I know, right? But nonetheless, truthful. So when should you keep your child home? Well, here's when a child should stay home in general for any illness. Number one, an active fever. They are no longer contagious 24 hours after the fever breaks in general. Number two, if they have nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. Number three, an unknown systemic rash. And by that, I mean all over, not just one localized spot. And number four, if the kid just doesn't feel well. That last one is likely the most important to keep in mind. If the child appears ill, has diminished energy, is not eating, drinking, or acting like their energetic selves, by all means keep that child home. It's also more likely that they are more contagious at this stage, which is often the beginning days of an illness. Please refer to my prior article and podcast that reviewed the typical viral course. A must to know for any parent or adult for that matter. I've placed a link to that for the transcript to this podcast on the Quick and Dirty Tips page. So cough, runny nose, stuffy nose, etc. are more vague symptoms that can occur anytime during the illness, even weeks after the offending virus has cleared out of the system. And other things can cause these symptoms as well, like allergies. So they aren't an accurate gauge of how contagious an illness is. The American Academy of Pediatrics, or AAP, which you may have heard of if you have children, they are the largest governing body who sets both parental and physician practice guidelines for kids. They present the two main questions to ask when deciding to keep kids at home or not. Number one, does the illness keep the child from comfortably engaging in activities? And number two, does the child require more care than the staff can provide without affecting the health and safety of other kids? As a side note, my daughter's pink eye had completely resolved the very next morning. 
Share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you learned anything here today or simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctors podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. This content does not substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Have an eye-healthy week.